0: good morning welcome to breakfast with kent for thursday july 8th 2021 brought to you by great people at today's dentistry dr mike o'neill the best dentist that there is he's been my dentist for the last 28 years you can make him your dentist today all you have to do is call 317-849-2933 let's talk about sports and if you like this video like it make sure you do that um, The Indiana Pacers, they're kind of at a crossroads, I think, and they are moving through that crossroads to try to become a more relevant team in the Eastern Conference. That's why they spent the money that they did to sign Rick Carlisle as their next coach. Four years, $29 million. That's a lot of cash for a franchise who historically has not spent a lot of cash on a coach. So they're trying to win, and they want to win now. So how are they going to do that? They can do it through the draft. Drafting 13th, if you can get a guy like Moses Moody, I love it. If you can get a guy like Kai Jones, I love it. All right? I love Moody a little bit more. They had a workout yesterday with Io Sumu from Illinois and others. You know what? Nice player. But you're not going to win basketball games in the NBA because you take Io. That's just the way it is. At least not at 13. So are the Pacers going to trade down? Are they going to trade up? What are they going to do? I think they're going to be really active. And here's why I think they're going to be active. In talking to Carlisle and listening to him, more importantly, and then in talking to Pritchard and, again, in listening to him, what these guys covered is a veteran who can come into the locker room and demand compliance, demand that this culture becomes a little bit more professional. In order to get that person, they're going to have to make some kind of a deal. And one of the guys that... And, and he isn't going to come to the Pacers, but uh, because I think he's all done. He's played for the Heat for the last, I don't know how many years. But Udonis Haslam is a guy who's been mentioned by Kevin Pritchard as being the kind of veteran that this team would like. Now, he's played 45 games over the last five years. So he's not a guy who's going to come off the bench and give you quality minutes and really do stuff. That That's not what they're looking for. Al Jefferson has been mentioned Uh, By Pritchard is a guy who might have been the most valuable player for the franchise while he was here. He couldn't play much anymore, but he was a professional in the room and he taught guys like Miles Turner how to be professionals. And he held those guys accountable toward a level of professionalism. And we'll talk about culture in a minute. So they're going to be active. They're going to go get a guy like that. They may try to upgrade somehow. It isn't going to be for Ben Simmons. And if it is, it's going to be a mistake because Ben Simmons can't shoot. And if you can't shoot, you can't play. And there's, there are, uh, there's a guy like Josh Giddy in this draft. Point guard, 6'8", a beautiful passer. A great guy working the pick and roll out, out top. All right, But he can't shoot, at least not yet. 18 years old, out of Australia. You know what? He's a project. He does some things really, really well. His basketball IQ is terrific. But if you can't shoot, what are you gonna do? You can't play. You can't play winning basketball. We saw how awful it, it how how it hurt the Sixers to have Ben Simmons be a guy who couldn't make foul shots. Probably cost him the series. Anyway, against the Hawks. Anyway, I don't see Ben Simmons coming, but I do see them making a deal. For an older guy who can bring some professionalism and accountability into that locker room. So who are they going to deal moving out? Current pacers who have the most value? Well, the guy with the most value and, and the guy most likely to go because he's not a tremendous fit is Miles Turner. I got him as even money to go. He can stretch defenses because he can shoot the three. He can protect the rim. What he doesn't do at a high level is rebound on the offensive end or score in tight to the bucket. And if you're a big who can't score in tight to the bucket, you know what? Your value as a big is a little bit diminished. But in this day and age where people love a stretch four or a stretch five and love a rim protector, and Miles Turner might be the best rim protector in the NBA. He has great value. He's under contract two more years at $18 million a year, which is terrific value. That tells you how screwed up our society is. When you are a mediocre starter on a mediocre team, and you're getting paid eighteen million dollars a year to do it, something is wrong. Something is a uh, At five to two, I've got Aaron Holiday. By the way, Miles Turner only twenty-five this upcoming season. Aaron Holiday will be twenty-five this upcoming season. I got him five to two. I don't know what value he has. Uh, former twenty-third overall draft pick. Probably should have taken Jalen Brunson instead, which I said on that night. Uh, Aaron Holiday, not necessarily a great fit on this team. He likes to come into the game and go get his. Kind of a Vinny Microwave Johnson type guy without the Vinnie Microwave Johnson game. Is he a guy that somebody's going to covet and is going to give value for? That's really how you evaluate any trade opportunity, right? Who are you sending Number one, who are you getting back? Number two, right? If you send Aaron Holiday out for a bag of balls, not a real good trade. If you send Aaron Holiday out and you elevate your draft pick in that first round somehow or another, let's say you move Aaron Holiday and you move from 13 to 10, you feel pretty good about it, right? That's not the kind of trade that is often made in the NBA, though, and and so it's unlikely to come to pass. Aaron Holliday is probably a component in a trade rather than the primary driver of the value in the trade. Uh, Four to one, Jeremy Lamb. And this just because Jeremy Lamb sort of doesn't really fit on this team. He's $10 million against the cap, which kind of fits the sort of veteran uh, wage you need to pay in order to get the guy who's going to be the pro in the room that the Pacers covet. So I think Lamb, because of where he slots salary-wise and what you might be able to get back in terms of the 35-year-old guy who's going to come into the room, tell people how it's going to be. I think he might be a guy who fills uh, that role. Uh, 29, and we know he can play. You know, he's coming off that injury, but he's, uh, he's under contract one more year, like I said. Goga Batanza, I've got his 8-1. to one. And, and the reason I've got him that high, and I think that's high, is because I think there might be a general manager out there who sees the potential of Goga Batadza and is willing maybe to overpay for it. And maybe Kevin Pritchard says, you know what, better to strike while the iron's hot because we got Batadza for another year, and then we got a club option that we've got to decide whether to exercise or not. Um, Batadza, only $3 million, but he's a guy who could be a rim protector— He's got a nice shot. I'm cool with his shot. He sees the floor reasonably well. He, he is not a guy who reads the floor on the defensive end really well as far as help side, when to help, when not to help. He's not like uh, a guy who you can count on to make the right decision every single possession, which is a problem, but that can be developed. He's a guy who is going to be 22 this upcoming season. I like Goga Batadza. As a guy who, at the age of 25, could be really, really good. I think it's tough for a guy like Batanza to come from war-torn Georgia, the former Soviet Republic, right? Where, for like 18 months, he lived on the streets. It's hard to come to Indianapolis, have millions of dollars thrown at you, and all of a sudden be asked to learn how to play the game of basketball. I think that's really tough. And Goga... Hasn't been perfect. You saw the dust up with Greg Foster last year, late last season. You know what? You, you, you can't have that on your team. If you have a guy like for Miles, what Allen Jefferson was for Miles Turner, if you can bring a guy in to this organization and lead Goga Batadza to become the professional that he needs to be, you can wind up with a guy who plays in an all-star game in Goga Batadza. People think I'm crazy. I think he's an all-star. Malcolm Brogdon, I've got his 12 to 1. He's 28, will be 28 this season. He can't push the ball. Uh, Pacers don't play with pace necessarily when he's on the floor. Not terribly fast. He's a smart defender. He's a good shooter. He understands the game. But does he compete at the level necessary to win? And and the reason I ask this is that the Bucs dealt him. They traded him for what the twenties what wound up being the twenty first or twenty second overall pick, twenty-fourth overall pick, whatever. They took RJ Hampton, dealt him immediately. So they weren't looking for a guy. They got Brogdon off the books, a former rookie of the year, and it, it was as much about moving Brogdon as doing anything else. And and so they saw something that they thought was not worth coveting. That's problematic for me, because this is a team that's now in the NBA Finals. That's the place the Pacers want to be. And the Bucs saw Brogdon as a guy who was more valuable to them for the money that his absence would create, capitalize, and for the draft pick that was going to fall in the twenties. That doesn't speak terribly well. A good organization, really good organization sent Malcolm Brogdon somewhere else, and got virtually nothing in return, at least in the immediate. That's a problem to me. And I think we've seen that. He scored last year, good score, doesn't finish near the rim really, really well, doesn't play through contact really, really well, but a smart guy and potentially a leader. But as Kevin Pritchard and Rick Carlisle keep talking about leadership and the vacuum of leadership on this team, I think that that's a shot across Brogdon's bow. Uh, Domas Sabonis, I got his 18 to 1. And the only reason I've got him on the board at all is that he's got great value. This is a guy who is under contract for another three years at $19, 19 million a year. He is an all-star. He's a 20-12 and 12 guy who can play pick-and-roll basketball. He can shoot it from deep when asked to. He's not a bad foul shooter. He's a tough defender whose kind of body works in defending down low in opposition sort of to uh, Miles Turner. He's going to have great value. And if somebody is willing to roll up a terrific return for Domas Sabonis, maybe you think about trading him. I would not trade him. I think he's the one guy in this team that you can kind of build around and have this team be really successful. He is a component for a championship-level team. Not the component, not the best player on a champion level team, but a good player on a champion level team. I think he's got championship culture in his blood. Karis LeVert, 25 to 1. You don't trade Karis LeVert. Uh Justin Holiday, 35 to 1. They didn't sign him to a long term deal because they want to trade him. They like Justin Holiday and for good reason. He is a leader. Uh, TJ Warren, off the board. He has no value whatsoever to any team that the Pacers would try to deal him to, uh, to the point where the Pacers acquired him with draft picks for a little bit of cash. All right? Herb Simon wrote a check, sent it to the Suns. The Suns gave up T.J. Warren and draft picks. That tells you what the Suns thought of T.J. Warren. They wanted him off the books. He is off the books. And the Suns are in the NBA Finals. What does that tell you about T.J. Warren? I like T.J. Warren as a guy. But he he's averaged 50 games a season or so, approximately 50 games a season, over his seven-year career. And last year, he played four games. When he plays, he needs the ball, and he can score the ball. He's an okay defender. He is not great on either end. You are not going to win a championship with T.J. Warren as your leading scorer, or likely even as a component on the team. And that's why the Suns sent him out, sent him packing with picks to the Pacers for a check. So there you go. And in the draft, right now, I hope they take Moses Moody. As you know, if you listen to this ever, if you listen to me, you know I'm all about maturity, and I'm all about guys who want to win and understand what it takes to win, and I think Moses Moody expressed that during his media availability two two, uh, days ago. I love Moses Moody. Um, Omar Cooper is coming to IU. That's a good thing. Omar Cooper, wide receiver out of LN, class of 22, averaged 29 yards per reception last year for the Wildcats. He can play. He's a dynamic game uh, kind of breaking guy. And and so Indiana getting him the 214th ranked player in America in the class of 2022. That's three guys that Indiana's gotten in the top 300. That doesn't happen very often. Indiana recruiting at a high level. I follow Kevin Wright because Kevin Wright, good follow on Twitter. He's a wide receivers coach. He used to run the football end of the IMG Academy down in Bradenton, Florida. He was a head coach. At Carmel before that, I got to know him a little bit when he was a head coach. Carmel and I like him a lot, Kevin. And and one of the things that he tweeted yesterday, I, I thought was so true. And it speaks to culture. The culture of any organization is shaped by the worst behavior the leader is willing to tolerate. Man, that's exactly right. If you're willing to tolerate idiocy, you're going to get idiocy by the bushel basket. That's the way it works. So this is why Tom Crean didn't work as a head coach at Indiana. Because when Honor Mascara Perea gets pulled over, arrested for DUI at about 3.20 in the morning, not 48 hours before Indiana was scheduled to play Purdue, during a season where Indiana wasn't doing a lot of really good things, what did Tom Crean do? He suspended him indefinitely, and it wound up being two games. Honor Mascara Pereira put his life in danger, his teammates who were in the car, their lives in danger, and anybody else who was on the road in Bloomington in danger and showed terrible priorities in doing it, right? At that point in the season, you're, you're trying to figure out how to win basketball games, not how to go out and have a great time until 3.30 in the morning on a weeknight, right? Two games. Your organization will be defined By the idiocy you tolerate. Tom Crean didn't get it. All right. Uh, Pacers, they worked out guys yesterday. Ayu Dasumu, I told you. Kyle Mangus, great story. Kyle Mangus from Indiana Wesleyan, a a bulk scorer at Indiana Wesleyan, averaged almost 30 points a game last year for the uh, NAIA school. And is is he going to make it in the NBA? I don't know. I hope so. Because what a story, Right. You know, playing high school basketball in Indiana, he didn't have a D1 or D2 offer, for goodness sake. Um, You know, I I just, uh, you hope for the best, right? For a kid who's that big a long shot. uh, Worked out for the Pacers, had worked out for the Cavs. He's got a workout coming up with the Pistons. Uh, We found out that Johnny Juzang of UCLA is going to return to school. Scottie Pippen Jr. going to return to Vanderbilt. Marcus Bagley is going to come back to Arizona State. Max Abras or Atmos is going to go back to Oral Roberts. So there you go. Yesterday was the deadline. If you're if you're staying in the draft today, you're staying in the draft period. You cannot come back to your school after January or uh, July seven. Purdue basketball players with another big day at the uh, U19 World Championship World Cup. Uh, Team USA. Won 132 to 60. Jaden Ivey with 11 and three assists. Caleb first, 14 and five rebounds. Canada won two. They won by 30. Zach Eady, Boilermaker extraordinaire, seven foot three inches tall, 10 and eight yesterday. The Cubs, they beat the Phillies, eight to three. And of course, good news, the end of their 11 game losing streak, accompanied by bad news as Chris Bryant leaves the game with a tight hamstring. Is your hamstring tight, Chris? Come on, you better come over and sit down so it doesn't get even tighter. I know we're paying you millions and millions and millions of dollars to play baseball, but baseball's a hard sport. And so please, take it easy on your hamstring, could you? Okay, come sit over with me. Hey, grab a popsicle. What the hell's the matter with these people? Tight hamstring. Get off your ass and play baseball. My God Almighty. Who are these guys? Are you kidding me? Javi Baez sat last night. The night after he hits two home runs, he sits with a sore thumb. What? It, was, it wasn't so sore you couldn't hit two home runs the night before. What the hell is going on? What's the matter with these guys? Jake Arietta goes on the IL yesterday because the Cubs don't know what else to do with him. They, they don't want to outright him without seeing if there's some kind of trade value down the line, right? You don't just want to cut the guy, but he ain't going to pitch for the Cubs again, and he shouldn't. He was terrible the other night. First four guys for the Phillies scored, for goodness sake, against him. He went one and two-thirds. He gave up seven earned. Come on. Uh, NBA Finals game two tonight. Bucks. if they win it, they're back in it. If the Suns win it, it's over. Done. Because the Bucs would then have to win four of the next five. And that isn't going to happen against the Suns team. Suns are too good to allow the Bucs to win four out of five. So the Bucs series is on the line tonight. If they want to be in it, they got to win it. Uh, birthdays. Let's celebrate some birthdays. The great Gene Baglin celebrating a birthday. Happy birthday to Gene. Lisa Williams, Shannon Nichols, Scott Weiner Enjoyed working with Scott over at Hubbard in St. Louis. Uh, Julie Swartz, who I enjoyed working with at Entercom here in Indianapolis. Uh, For about five years, Jason Presley. Happy birthday, Albert Donato. Happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else that's best done with an honest and specific compliment. You want more of me yelling about Chris Bryant and what the hell is wrong with this guy? Join me at 3 o'clock inside Indiana Sports Now. We'll talk about other stuff, too. But, man, Chris Bryant just wearing me out. My God. My hamstring's tight. (laughs) coach yeah, it's kind of ooh, I don't know what with the lucky land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so I suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky 18 plus.